Sachem, Perak Dalad, Mishnah based for two. Now the Mishnah is going to go off topic here. We're going to talk about other kinds of Minhagim that have nothing to do with Pesach, but since in the previous Mishnah we said the basic guiding principle, which was that one has to keep his local custom, and he has to keep his the custom where he is now, and he has to be strict for both, we'll have a similar kind of principle guiding in a few Mishnayas here. This particular Mishnah actually, to be honest, um, is not speaking about Minhagim per se at all. In fact, when the Mishnah says, Kiyotsibo, which means something like similarly, this is in contrast to the other word which means similarly, which is vechain. When the mission says vechain, it means the same principles at work, it just has a different manifestation. In, when it says kayotzibo, we mean that something seems similar, structurally similar, perhaps, or the externalities of it seem similar one to the next, so therefore we're going to mention them together, but the guiding principle at work is not the same. And that's what's happening here. Our Mishnah actually, in truth, is not referring to Minhagim at all, but actually a Din. But it's structurally similar in as much as we're contrasting when you have conflicting Dinim relevant to, relative to where you are now versus where you came from, or vice versa. And our topic here in our Mishnah here is the Halachas of Shvius, and particularly the Halach of Bir on Shvius. So Shvius is the Shemitah year, the seventh year. And there's an obligation called Bir, which is basically that one has to rid his home of, rid from his possession, I'll call it for right now, produce at a certain point when that produce is no longer available in the wild. The idea being that the Pesach says that in the seventh year, the land is Hashem's and everything is hefker ownerless, and one cannot work the fields and so on, but that which grows naturally, I'm ignoring the Yisraeli Durban here for a second, is this or Sfichen, whatever grows on its own is mutter for everybody, um, so you can't plant apple trees, of course, but apples that grow on the apple trees are permitted to everybody. And the Pasuk says not just everybody, but to the animals in the fields as well, from which it's learned that everyone has equal access. And as someone who would restrict access to his, of, to his private apple tree so that his neighbors couldn't access it, would be over Nisra Daraisa. And restrictions can, can come from there. But the basic idea is that the apple tree now is not privately his. It's everyone's, including the animals, and one has to conduct himself as such, which means you're prohibited, amongst other things, from harvesting too many apples and bringing them home, etc. Now, so long as there are apples available in the trees for the animals, so then apples in your home, at least if you take them in small quantity, that's fine. At some point, the apples will no longer be available in the wild. At that point, since the animals can get it, you can't have special access to apples. So at that point, it's called the, the time for beer kicks in, and you have to rid yourself of those apples, you can't have special dominion over the apples. So there's a cutoff period. The cutoff period is when they're no longer available in the fields, in the wild for the animals, then no longer allowed for you as well. At that point, the time for beer or getting rid of the apples kicks in. Now, two things. First of all, what do we mean by beer? And second of all, what do we mean by available in the wild? So as far as what we mean by beer is, it's actually machlokus. The Rambam learns straightforwardly that beer means destruction, like beer chametz, And that being the case, when the time comes, there's no more apples on the fields outside, then the apples in your home must be destroyed. Most Rishonim ever learn that, <clears throat> excuse me, most Rishonim learn that to simply rid them from your possession by being mafka them, by rendering them ownerless, relinquishing ownership of those um, particular produce when the time comes, is sufficient. And then after he is mafka them, and makes them available to the public and everyone else, he can reclaim them for himself if he so chooses, and that is certainly what you see people do in Eretz these days. So that's what we're talking about 
be your of getting rid, removing from your possession, even if you reclaim it after your mafkaret, according to most. As far as available in the field, so this whole mission action, this topic appears in the ninth parak of Shvius, the end there of Shvius, and there it says that Eretz Israel is divided into three different zones, kind of like um, microclimates, climactic zones. And since what fruit is available in the wild in these different zones um, vary from zone to zone, so therefore we are concerned not with what's available in all of Eretz Israel, but what's available in your particular zone. In other words, that's sort of a necessity, right? Because just because the apples are finished on your tree, does that mean they're unavailable in the wild? If they're available in the next tree is over, of course. So you have to draw a line somewhere. So the Mishnah says there are three zones. You have Yehuda, like Jerusalem environments. environs. You have um, Galil, which is to the north of Israel. And you have Ever HaYarden, to the east of Israel. Those are three separate climactic zones, three different halachic zones. And we're talking about if in your particular zone, the given item of produce is no longer available. So our mission is going to simply say, like structure, like the previous mission, which is if you're coming from a zone where time for beer kicked in and you've moved to a zone where there's no beer on this particular fruit yet, still you have to be strict and do beer. And similarly, if you've come from a zone where there's no beer, but you entered into a zone where there is no beer on this particular item of produce, you have to do beer as well. Strict both ways. And that's what the mission says here. Kiyotibo, similarly, at least structurally, similarly to the previous Mishnah, Meaning you should take the strictures of both. Hamolech peros shvias memakum shakalu. If you take shmita produce from a place where that produce is no longer available, lemakum shalokalu to a place where it yes is available. Oh, or alternatively, memakum shalokalu. You started the produce from a place where it hadn't yet been consumed in the wild. Lemakum shakalu when you transport it to a place where it is now no longer available in the wild. In both scenarios, chayav levaer the obligation for beer kicks in now. Restrict both ways. Fine. The second sentence of this Mishnah, taken out of context, and here it is really taken out of context, it appears also in Masech Shvius, um, is very difficult to understand. I'm going to tell you what it means, and then we'll do our best to see it in the words, although you're not going to see it in the words, not really in the words, because there's no context here. And the words themselves, even in context, back there in Shvius, are hard to, hard to understand what they mean, um, literally. But in any case, the basic case here of our Mishnah is, what happens if you have pickling in a jar, let's say, three different kinds of vegetables. So you have your green tomatoes and your red peppers and your cucumbers all pickling together. Delicious. Um, now, what happens if when Zman beer kicks in for the first of those three vegetables? So there's no longer any red peppers available in the field. So you now, of course, certainly um, have to be concerned about the mixture. So the question is, what do you do with the mixture? And actually, believe it or not, there are three opinions in uh, back there in Shvius. Rabbi Yezer goes strictly, and he says, listen, if any of the three items are forbidden, because beer is kicked in, all three of the types of foods are forbidden because each one has absorbed tastes of the others. And Tom Ke'ikar, we're concerned about the taste. There's taste here, which is significant. And therefore, since your cucumbers are infused with pepper flavor, and the peppers have beer, so too does the cucumber have beer requirements. That's Rabbi Yezer Shita. He's going the strictest. There's Rabbi Yeshua, who has a very lenient opinion, who learns out from some verse, that even if even if one of them have passed, or two of them have passed on the deadline for beer, all three remain permitted, because each of the three contain elements of heter, and that's sufficient when it comes to Zman beer. It's a very lenient opinion. And the third opinion is that we don't consider taste relevant as far as beer goes, meaning the obligation to do beer and rid yourself of the produce applies to mamashos, actual substance of the fruit, but not to the flavors in the fruit. And that being the case, you just have to 
take each different type of um, vegetable as it comes. When the cucumbers are no longer available in the fields, the cucumbers have to be removed from the pickling jar, and then tomatoes and the tomatoes get removed, and so on. The halacha is like that third shita that we don't concern ourselves with taste when it comes to beer, and Rabbi Yehuda is coming from the same position. So Rabbi Yehuda is basically coming off the question that we just raised, which is what do you do if you have three different kinds of fruits, pickling in the jar, and his answer is, well, the, each fruit, one at a time, has to be removed from the jar because now time for beer for that particular fruit has kicked in, and we don't concern ourselves with the taste that's absorbed um, of the from the species that has to be or has to be removed um, and absorbed into the species that don't yet have a beer requirement. All he actually says, though, is essentially, I'll read the words exactly, actually. He says, Rebuta Omer, Omrumlo, we tell him, the guy who raised the question, do I need to get rid of these pickles now that there are no longer any cucumbers in the field? We say, yes, you do, because tsev ha'afata, which means something like, go ahead and look for yourself. And if you can't find cucumbers, that means the time for cucumbers have arrived. That's a sentiment. That's his point. The actual words literally mean say, go out, vahave lacha, and bring for yourself afata. Also, you like go ahead and try right, go right ahead and try to find cucumbers. And the proof will be in the pudding, so to speak. If you can't find cucumbers, cucumbers are now forbidden because the beers kicked in. But the other vegetables in the jar, the tomatoes and the peppers, still remain permitted. And that basically is the halacha lamaisa.